Hello, hi, and welcome to this episode of the Mandy Mayer Podcast. Shoo, have I got a treat for you lot today. A treat with zero calories, that is. The topic of conversation that I am going to chat about or educate you about or even enlighten you about today is how to incorporate socializing with into your plan and to continue creating that healthier lifestyle and losing fat in the process. Before I jump into this episode of the podcast, please remember that enrollment for my program starting on the 31st of December is currently open and spaces are limited. All right, let's jump straight into this episode of this podcast, socializing and fat loss. Is it possible? Absolutely, yes. I think the biggest problem that people deal with or that they face is that you want to put life on hold until you reach your goal weight. So then what you start doing is creating very restrictive diets because realistically you cannot put your life on hold to lose weight or to get healthy. It needs to be a healthier lifestyle. And in the process of putting everything on hold, you tend to put your social life on hold as well because it may seem too daunting to tackle a social life and to elicit fat loss at the same time. But I'm going to discuss a couple of strategies today that are really going to help you move forward and incorporate socializing into your plan. It's very important to remember that, as I said you are creating or you ideally want to create a lifestyle that you can maintain so if you think about your life in six months time or in a year's time and you can envision it with no socializing at all no going to restaurants no going to brides, no going to birthday parties then cool go proceed as per normal but I don't think that is very realistic at all because life comes with social events there's some people that are more of social butterflies than others but at the end of the day there is still going to be a certain level of socializing that takes place. So let's jump into those strategies. I'm going to break it up into three sections of socializing just to make it a little bit easier to plot and plan when it comes to your social calendar because I know a lot of you out there are little social butterflies. So I'm going to break it up into before the social event, during the social event and after the social event. And when I speak of social event, it can be absolutely anything. Going to a restaurant, going to a braai, going to a birthday celebration, going to a high tea, whatever the case is. Okay, so basically by social event, I mean when it's out of your everyday normal routine that sees you faced with decisions that are not necessarily part of your normal plan. But also always remember right? You're going to have to set your levels of expectations accordingly. So if you decide that you're going to go out and have pizza and beer every single weekend and you're going to lose fat at a slower rate, you need to set your expectations accordingly. You can't then say, oh, I want to lose fat extremely fast, but then incorporate a social life that is scared of absolutely nothing, right? So remember, set those expectations accordingly. And I will just reiterate, there is nothing wrong with a slower rate of fat loss, because at the end of the day, if that is what is sustainable to you, because you enjoy having very, very sociable weekends that do see you having pizza and beer, you would then 
just need to be okay with a slower fat loss rate. All right, so what can you do leading up to a social event or an occasion that is going to set you up for success or that is going to help see you get through the evening without too much stress or anxiety around it? Number one, always research the menu of the restaurant that you're going to before the time so that you can make your decision of what you're going to eat before you actually get to the restaurant. You can then backtrack the rest of your calories for the day once you have logged that meal. So you log that meal first, then you'll see how many calories you have left for the rest of the day, and then you can make a calculated decision. It's like if you've got 1,000 rand left in your bank account and you know there's a debit order of 800 rand going off that night, you know you only have 200 rand left for the day, you're not going to go spend the entire 1,000 rand in the morning because you know you need 800 rand for that night, right? So again, you want to look at your calories that way as well. You say, cool, this is what I'm going to have for dinner. It cost, quote unquote, for the lack of better words, it's going to cost me 800 calories. How many calories do I have left for the rest of the day to spend? So that would be more or less how you could work on that so that you don't go over your calories by a ridiculous amount. Number two, log your intended alcoholic beverages before the time. I know it sounds silly, but if you intend to have three beers and that's where you call it an evening, log those three beers before you consume them or before you go out. This is, it's a massive mindset hack as well, because immediately then you've got structure. And when you've got structure, you feel a little bit more in control. If you just start hoing those beers, you're eventually going to be like, oh, well, what's the point? I've lost track already, so it doesn't matter. But if you log them before the time, you're sort of giving yourself a cutoff point. You're giving yourself structure and you're allowing yourself to be in control. Sort of like it's on the plan, so I'm going to have it. And if it's not on the plan, I'm not going to have it. Crazy mindset hack that. Number three, before you go out for dinner or to a social event or to a bribe, you can focus on your other meals during the day. So what you can do is, if you know you're going to have a high carb night on Friday night. So you're going to have some beer, you're going to have some pizza. Let's say that's what you've chosen to have. Okay, you know it's going to be higher in carbs. Now you can then work out based on that what you're going to have for lunch. And you can reduce, let's say, the carbohydrates of your lunch so that you don't have two very high carb meals. So last week, Wednesday, I knew I was going out. I'd already decided before the time what I'm going to have for dinner. And I decided that I'm going to have two beers to go with that. What I had for lunch was a very basic chicken stir fry. Very basic. I didn't add a shitload of carbohydrates. I didn't add a shitload of sauces. I kept the calories to a minimal amount, but enough to fill me up and to get me through to dinner time so that I don't get to the restaurant starving. Right? Another crazy hack from Mandy. Use it, don't use it, but it fucking works. If you know you are only going to be eating quite late and it's later than your normal dinner time. Number four, eat 
a snack or a piece of protein. Well, man, do we not fucking cavemen? Some protein or a protein snack before you go out to dinner. So that means you don't go to the restaurant or to the braai hungry, very hungry. You've now eaten something small. So the chances are that you're going to reduce your snacking whilst waiting for the later dinner. So number one, research the menu before the time and log that food. Number two, log your intended drinks before the time before you get intoxicated and lose control. Number three, if you know you're going to have a high carb meal and a high calorie meal for dinner, try and reduce the calories or the carbs a little bit for your lunch, which is the meal before you go out, just so that you don't have exceptionally high calories for the entire day. Number four, Eat something small before you go if you know it is going to be a late meal. This is going to help reduce that urge to want to snack. So that was the strategies before you actually go to the social event or the restaurant. You can see, guys, this takes a fair amount of planning. If you're not willing to put the work in to plan it, then you that means you are going to wing it and that means shit is going to hit the fan. If you don't want shit to hit the fan, you have to Plan, 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 plan during the social event or let's say, let's start with a restaurant, for example. Now you're at the restaurant, okay? Now you are eating your meal, okay? What can you do whilst you're at the restaurant? So what you need to do is focus on sensible choices, right? So the big thing for me is most of the time people tackle this with an all or nothing mindset. So if you go to a restaurant and you order a burger, you order the chips with it because you already think, you know what, fuck it, I'm already having the burger, so I can just as well have the chips. But I want you to work on that mindset and say, I'm going to have the burger, but instead of the chips, I'm going to have a salad. Because that means you're still not fully restricting everything. You're having the burger that you wanted. But you are making a sensible switch. You are trading out about a thousand calories worth of chips to a salad that's maybe 200 calories, give or take, depending on any sources. On average, let's say these are random numbers, but around 500 to 800 calories that you will be saving. And if that averages out over a period of time, that is a shitload of calories that you are saving. You're not fully restricting everything, but you're also not going balls to the wall. So the most important thing when you're at a restaurant is to look where you can make sensible changes, switches if you must. Something as small as chicken with a salad as opposed to chicken and chips. In the moment, it may seem like a very small change, but I can tell you now it's all these small things and these sensible switches that you make that add up at the end of the day. Instead of having the deep fried calamari, you can look at having the grilled calamari. You're saving a load of calories by having it grilled instead of deep fried. So you're still having your calamari, but you've just made a sensible switch and you are saving calories. So it's all in the small things that you do that are going to add up over time that are going to bring you those massive results. And it means you can still go out. You can still socialize. You just need to fork and hoe cop. You need to be sensible 
and you need to be aware and you need to know that it's not all or nothing. It's not balls to the wall. It is give and take. If you drink wine or you're a wine consumer and you order wine for the table, with that order a jug of water so that you've got water on the table. And between every glass or two glasses of wine, you can have a glass or two of water. And even whilst you are eating, you can have one or two sips of the water, which will slow down the rate that you eat at if you are a fast eater. If you are going to a friend's braai, and let's say, for example, you know Pity does not have anything that resembles a vegetable in his house, and there will be no salad, and there will be no snacks that align with your goals. For the love of fucking Pity's lack of vegetables, take your own bowl of salad or roast veggies or veggie dish with you. I'm sure Pity will not fucking mind. When at the braai, it is again about making sensible choices. And a lot of the times it comes down to whether you want to make those sensible choices or not. Allow yourself to have the freedom to have whatever is served at the braai, but stick to one plate. So dish up whatever you want in one plate, a normal sized plate, not a heaped, 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 heaped plate, because then that defeats the object. A normal size plate with some protein on it, if there's garlic bread, a piece of garlic bread. And if you have listened to me and brought your own salad with a side of salad to go with that, that's one plate. And then try and stick to that one plate guideline. By doing that, you've controlled your portions, but you've still included foods that you enjoy that were served at the braai. Remember, it's not one specific food like the garlic bread that leads to weight gain. It's an overconsumption, which means regular portion sizes that are too big, if you want to put it that way. So again, it's about portion control and reducing the sizes of your portion. And if you stick to the one plate guideline at Pity's Braai, you're most likely going to still be sticking within your calories or very close to it, even though there is a piece of garlic bread or garlic potato bake on the plate, right? Just be sensible about it. Be mindful, be aware of what you are consuming and how much you are consuming of it. And then after any social occasion or any night out or any braai or whatever you have been to, have a plan of action for the day afterwards. Set up that plan in advance so that you know 7am on Saturday morning you are waking up to go to the gym or 7am on Saturday morning you are waking up to go to the park run or you are going for a walk or you're taking the kids to the park or you're taking the dogs for the walk. So you have a plan of action of how you're going to hit your activity goals and your step goals for the day. Don't wing it. Don't leave it to chance. Because what might happen is, if you don't have a plan of action for the next day, you might think, fuck it on Saturday night, throw it in the fuck it bucket, and down the entire bottle of tequila because you have no plans for the next day. If you have got solid plans for the next day, you might want to commit to those plans so you might stay in control on the Saturday night. Go as far as planning your meals for the next day. So if you go out on the Saturday night, 
have a meal plan for yourself set up for the Sunday so that you know when you wake up, you are having XYZ for breakfast. Because again, if you wing it, you're going to wing your way down to Debenez or Steers or the garage pie shop because you might be hanging. So let's say you did overindulge a little bit on the Saturday night, right? At least you now have a plan to stick to or to try and stick to on the Sunday. Having a plan gives you structure. Having structure makes you feel like you're in control. Don't ever underestimate having a plan. And if you did have a raucous Saturday night, please, we need to remove that mindset of, you know what, I already had a crazy Saturday night, so Sunday can be crazy as well. No, you can so easily pull it back and get back into a good average deficit amount for your calories by having a good Sunday. So don't think because you had one shitty day on a Friday or a Saturday that you must write the whole weekend off. No, 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 no. It's not about what you do on one day. It's about the averages or what you do over an average period of time that's going to bring you results. Imagine if you go over your calories again by 2000 on the Sunday, right? That's 2,000 unnecessary calories that you have consumed because you think they did not matter, right? So always remember, just because you had one bad day on the weekend, it doesn't mean that you need to have two bad days after that, right? Just continue doing what you were doing. Have that plan. You see, that's why planning is so important. Have that plan so that you can continue executing that plan. And if you have one day high in calories and the rest are still within your deficit amount, your averages are still going to be in a calorie deficit. But if you throw the whole weekend into a calorie surplus, you're probably going to end the week on a calorie surplus. And then all your hard work during the actual weekdays of the seven-day week might seem like they're null and void. And I'm going to leave you with some valuable tips here with regards to the weekends, with regards to going out any social events. Always focus on what you can control. Too many of you get fixated on what you can't control and you forget about what you can control and shit hits the fan. Focus on the things that you can control. Make those things count. So yes, you're going out for dinner tonight, but can you focus on getting your steps before you go out at 6 p.m. tonight? I think you can. Can you focus on your other meals leading up to the meal that you're going to have at the restaurant? Yes, the meal at the restaurant is one meal that you're going to consume. You still have other meals of the day that are in your control. And that goes for the braai as well. I highly doubt Pity invited you over for a breakfast, lunch and dinner braai marathon for 24 hours. So focus on everything you can do leading up to the braai at Pity's house. And then when you're at Pity's house, focus on, and not just Pity's house, any social event that sees food and drinks involved, focus on your portion sizes, your serving sizes, the amount of food that you dish up for yourself. And a very important thing to remember when you are eating out at a restaurant, right, is you don't need to finish the food that is served to you. The food that is brought to your table on your plate. If you are full, you can take the food home or you can just leave the food there or give it to the car guard outside, whatever you want to do with that food. 
But just because you are in a restaurant and you have paid for the food, if you are full, it does not mean that you need to consume all the food whilst you are at the restaurant. If there are snacks at any place you go to, try and eye out the snacks that look higher in protein. Go for those snacks, okay? Then be as activity-minded as possible over the weekends. And if you are going out for dinner on a Wednesday, that doesn't mean that you can't focus on your steps from when you wake up in the morning on Wednesday until you go out to dinner on the Wednesday evening. Don't forget about the things that you can still do, okay? That is very, very important. But like I said, with anything, it's about making those sensible choices, about looking where you can switch out things to make more of a sensible choice. And then so important as well is setting those levels of expectations, because at the end of the day, if you consume all your foods from your own kitchen that you have cooked, you have got a lot more control and you do know exactly what is going into the food. So you will probably see a bit more results in a quicker period of time as opposed to if you are going to eat out on a regular basis. Okay. But again, that doesn't mean you need to cut out eating out on every second weekend or every weekend, just make sensible choices and set your expectations accordingly. Remember, this is a lifestyle that you are creating. And if you can't see yourself doing a no social butterfly life, lifestyle, what the fuck, I don't know what that was, lifestyle, then you need to set up a plan that you can work with, one that you can sustain. Don't forget to enroll in my next group program. The link is in the show notes below. Spaces are filling up pretty quick and it is the last one for the year, right? On that note, I'm going to love and leave you like I usually do. Keep smiling, keep laughing and keep being kind to one another. Much love, your not-so-social butterfly friend, Mandy.